0: What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with RealFansRealTalk.com. Bye, y'all. Uh huh.
1: This is Real Fans Real Talk. Real Talk. We you thought. What's going on? Welcome to another live edition of Real Fans Real Talk. This is a big night tonight, baby. Uh, we got Game 7 going on, Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat. This is going to be a goodie. No team has ever come back from being down 3-0. Boston has done the impossible, just tying this game up at 3-3. So before we get into Game 7, let me introduce my co-host, my brother, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. What's going on, man?
0: What's really good, bro? You already know what time it is. It's the best two words in all the sports, Game 7 we are honored to be able to have the opportunity to go live right before the game seven. Uh, so much on the line, so much legacy that can be altered depending on how tonight plays out, man. But I'm just excited to get to it.
1: Facts, facts, facts. Um, you see, I'm still in my. I was, I was at the beach earlier. You know, it's a little Memorial Day uh, weekend and whatnot, so they, they they dragged your boy out to the beach. So I'm still in my vibe. Plus, I said, you know what. I I'm, I might want to go to Miami. You know, that's my second home. I might want to go back down to Miami. So I'm gonna need them to do their thing tonight and take that game seven on the road. I need I need playoff Jimmy to show up tonight. I don't need Jimmy Butler. I don't need Jimmy. I need playoff Jimmy to show up tonight at the uh, was it the TD Garden now in Boston? I TD need Garden. Jimmy tonight, Eric. Who you taking though?
0: Are uh, we going? Oh, we get right into it. Yes, sir. Well, I'll say this. shout out to Will Gordon, as you know, uh, Will and I, as, as you and I do, we talk all the time off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said going into game six that that was the series that Miami had to finish it off because I couldn't see them going into game seven and winning. I still believe that, especially with the way that game six ended to lose on an improbable tip in with a tenth of a second left in a game that you look like you had it all but sealed up and they were ready to party it out. Yeah. I don't think they go to Boston and win. There's already been reports and our media circulations that Miami scheduled a flight directly from Boston to Denver almost as a way to boost up their confidence. Like, no, we're going to the finals. All those type of things never age. Well, we've talked about it many times before. That's not going to age well either. I think Miami has blown the series and they will lose tonight to end it off officially.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Two games in Miami to close this thing out. Uh, they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it done. Now you've, you know, the only, the only positive thing about this, is, well, two, two positives. It's very tough to win, you know what I'm saying, in this type of situation, four straight games. It's damn near possible because it never happened before. Um, you know what I mean? But then also on top of that, you beat Boston twice already at home. Okay, so you do have some level, some something that you can pull from to say all right, we beat these guys. Games one and game two. Let's go back to the drum, drum boy. What are do we doing? Games one and two, and and also in game three, and um and let's take that into this game seven. Anything goes in game seven, um you know. So you got to just you got to you got to go, you know. Sorry about the expression, but you got to go balls to the wall on this one. Pause. Anything, pause. Yeah, listen, I said pause it, but you got to go. That's that's what you got to do on this one. Everything you have, everything that's in the gas tank. If if you got to play all forty eight minutes, the starting five, be prepared to play all forty eight minutes. This is Game Seven. This is your chance to go to the finals. This is your chance to get that ring. Um, don't let Boston send you home again in a Game Seven on the same day as last year.
0: So same day as last year, the only difference was they were in Miami last year because Miami was the number one seed. Boston went in there one. You're right. I mean, you could take some solace in knowing that you've won two games in Boston. But you also got to remember that game five in Boston, you got ran out of the gym. You got blown out there. Yes. And so that's one of them situations where it's going to be in in your memory bank that, hey, we just got blown out last time we were here. So I don't know how much should we put more stock in game one and game two or should we put more stock in game five when they got blown out?
1: Well, you, you you're gonna have to pull from games one and two. Obviously, you know game game five you got run out the gym. Everybody knows that. So you go you go back to like I said, you go back to the drawing boards. What is it that you did in in Boston, games one and game two to steal those two games? You gotta you gotta scratch what you've been doing the last three games. Throw all that crap out the window, and you go back to the to the drawing board because this is it right here. Um, somebody's. You know, you might lose some money on them tickets if you don't.
0: I mean, if you're Miami, I think you've gotten everything you can out of this team, and yeah, you got to draw on game one and game two. But the reason the series is really flipped is I think Joe Mazzulla's made some better coaching adjustments, and and there's more talent on Boston, and so a lot of the things that were going Miami's way in the first three games haven't really gone their way lately because again, the talent now has started to take over, and that's what you expect in a series. Most times, the talent overwhelms the hustle and the and the game planning and you normally win out based more on the who has the better talented players. So I think if you're Miami, you try to do everything you can tonight. But I just from a human element standpoint, Trip, I don't see how they got on that flight from Miami the other night after losing that type of game and then think, yeah, we good. We can go over there and win. I mean, there've been very few instances like this where a team has lost in heartbreaking fashion and then found a way to bounce back. The Miami Heat know that better than anyone because when they stunned the Spurs in game six of the finals and then played game seven at home and won that, the Spurs, you could tell the Spurs weren't the same anymore. After losing the way they lost, you know, Ray Allen shot and losing that game, the Spurs weren't the same going into game seven. And if you're Miami, if you get down early in this game, all types of self-doubt is going to start to creep in your head. knowing like, man, we had them beat but this. We shouldn't even be playing right now. We should be done already.
1: I think Jimmy can shake it off. But the question is going to be: Can the rest of those guys shake that loss off? And, and you're right; it's, it's a tough loss down to the wire. That, that was a true, true heartbreaker of a loss. After you come back, I think was, they went on a 15 to three run uh, late yeah. in the game, and then you know to go up, get the lead, and then on a miss three tipping by Derek White. Oh, my, that that you're right. That is absolutely heartbreaking. But at this point. Everybody's even, so yes, it, it. Yeah, everybody's even. So you got you got to do what you got to do. Um, I will say this because um, you mentioned the talent in Boston is de- the team is definitely a lot deeper. Um, and then uh, Malcolm Brogdon should be coming back tonight for Game Seven. I think that's going to be another huge boost for the Boston Celtics because that'll give them another shooter, another ball handler. Um, you know, and, and again, this is somebody who's been a member of the of the fifty forty ninety club before. So it, it is going to be tough for Miami. I wish they, I wish Tyler Hero was was you know wasn't hurt or wasn't injured. Excuse me, but listen, you ain't got no other choice, man. You better go in there and do whatever you
0: can. It's tough, man, because I I do think that Miami has earned the right to go to the finals. They played well enough throughout the playoffs to represent the Eastern Conference. And, yes. you know, again, game six comes down to a tip-in where, you know, it, it could have been over right then and there. But it's historically, game seven, the home team normally gets most of the calls. Mm-hmm. The home team normally sees an, an increase in input of your role guys because the role players always play better at home. And then when you factor in the game seven scenario, you expect guys like Struess and Vincent and Duncan Robinson maybe to struggle a little bit because they're on the road. And on the flip side, like you said, the Malcolm Brogdon's, the Derek Wright's, Derek White's, the Al Horford's, you expect those guys to elevate because they're at home. So all those things are, are against Miami. If Coach Spoke can come up with the game plan to win this, I mean, this is another feather in his Hall of Fame cap because i we've said it before, he is one of the all-time great head coaches in the game. If he could find a way to win this one and overcome all the other things, you know, the injuries, the blowing the 3 0 lead, losing game six in, the, in a heartbreaking fashion, being only the second eighth seed to ever get to the finals. It's just another feather in his cap, but it's a lot, man. It's a lot to do in Boston.
1: Let me ask you this. If Miami wins tonight, who was who was the third guy? We you know Jimmy's gonna, you know, be Jimmy. You're probably gonna get your, you know, your, your regular knife and bam. Who's gonna have to be the third guy or who will be the third guy if Miami wins this game?
0: If, if it's if I got to say one, because I do think they're going to need a combination. But if it's going to be one guy, I think it's going to be Gabe Vincent because they're going to need. Actually, you know what? Correction. I'm going to change that. If it's going to be one guy, it's probably got to be Kyle Lowry mm. because he's the veteran. He's the veteran on his team okay. who has won a championship before who if there's anybody who knows what it's going to take to go into a game seven on the road and win, it's going to be Kyle Lowry. Now, his numbers may not look great. I don't think he would go out there and give you a 20 point game. But it might be like the very important 15.6 assists for a rebound night where he is making all the critical plays. He's getting you into your offense and he's finding a way to slow down the game a little bit so that their talent can catch up to Boston. Because if it's an up and down game, we expect Boston to take advantage of that. But if it's a more methodical half court game, Cal Lowry, his leadership, his veteran presence could be everything that that pushes Miami over the top.
1: Yeah, because I think in order for Miami to win, you're going to need maybe 10, 12 points from Duncan Robinson. You're going to need 15, 16 from Gabe Vinson. You're going to need 15 from Kyle Lowry. It's going to have to be a couple of guys to step right. up. But I do agree it has to be in this type of situation. It's usually going to be the veteran uh, presence. Uh, you know, in, in this case, it is Kyle Lowry. He is a, you know, he, he is an NBA champion. He's been in the playoffs a lot of years. Uh, so he does know what it takes to close out a series. So, yeah, Kyle Larry's going to have to step up, and he hasn't really played well, Uh, you know, th- this series, at least numbers-wise. um, When they were winning, obviously, you know, that tells a different story. But during those losses, you know, he, he didn't really bring much to the table. So he's definitely going to have to step his game up a whole lot if Miami wins. If not, and we do see Boston going on uh, to the NBA Finals, let's talk about it. Who are you taking in the NBA Finals?
0: I would still have to take Denver because Denver, to me, has just been the most impressive team throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot will be made about the way they handled the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, but they got Phoenix about it in five too. They they haven't played any games. They have shown why they were the number one seed in the Western Conference. So I think I would be hard pressed to go against Denver in a series against either one of these teams. Miami has some of the, some deficiencies on offense. I think Boston has a lot of deficiencies on defense. Denver could exploit either one, either, either one of those teams. So I, I like Denver, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, at this point, Denver is going to be well-rested, too, on top of that. I think it's, it's going to be tough, um, you know, for either one of these teams to, to go in um, and beat Denver in this series just because, I mean, they're going to be all banged up and battered by the time they even get to Denver. Meanwhile, Jokic, Jamal Murray and those guys, they laid up right now chilling, resting, getting their bodies right, you know. They about to start getting back, you know, getting, getting their one two two back up. But, you know, they had a whole lot of time to rest. Meanwhile, these guys is going to war, um, you know. So it's going to be – it's tough for me to pick against Denver in this series. If I had this uh, – matchup-wise, I'd say Boston has a better chance against Denver because, uh, you know, you, you take the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown effect – you throw in Marcus Smart, uh, Williams, and Al Horford. They have a very deep roster. They play defense very well. You have several guys that can score the, the basketball. And now Malcolm Brogdon is back as well. So I would give Boston a better chance. Um, but I'm not going to call Miami out because Jimmy Butler, the heart that Jimmy Butler shows every night, you know, I feel like anything is possible with Jimmy Butler on the court.
0: Yeah, I mean – I think Jimmy gives Miami that puncher's chance, where you know we have the one star who who is going to win us some games. Yes, because that's that's just been Jimmy's resume, uh, especially with his time in Miami. He's gonna he's never gonna have you out of the series. He's gonna find a way to win you a couple games yes. and keep you competitive. Boston, I think, just has the overall more talent. Um, aside from the dynamic duo, and I apologize, Trip, because I know we are the dynamic duo. But Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, in the NBA version, they the dynamic duo. But outside of that, you know, you've got a lot of athleticism that you can throw at the Joker because you can throw Robert Williams, you could throw Al Horford at him, you know, you could throw Grant Williams for some spot minutes at him, you could do some different things there. But I, I just don't like what I've seen from Boston defensively. And from what I've seen from Denver offensively, the way they carved up the Lakers, the way they carved up Phoenix, I mean, the Nuggets are good for about a twenty every night. So... If you're not able to stop them and slow them down, I just don't know if you're going to have enough to beat them. That's why I don't think either one of these teams. Boston, on paper, looks a little better. But neither one of these teams, I think, is really slowing down the Nuggets in a a series.
1: Let me ask you this. Denver wins this series. I I guess I'll I'll do an over and under for you. Over and under 60% chance Jamal Murray is the MVP.
0: I think there's a good chance either way. Um, Joker has been so phenomenal, but Joker's also gotten a lot of the attention, and I think that's why Murray has feasted uh, these playoffs. He's getting a lot of one-on-one. They're not sending help. They're not blitzing him to get the ball out of his hands. The Lakers tried a little bit in Game 4, but it, you Murray still found a way to navigate that and still have a really good second half for that one. But unless Marcus Smart, if we're talking, let's say, Boston, unless Marcus Smart finds a way to play better defensively, which has been a storyline that people haven't talked about because he was defensive player of the year last year. Mm -hmm. He got torched by Steph in the finals. And this year, Marcus Smart did not look like the defensive player of the year. So unless he elevates his game back to where he once was, I think Jamal Murray feast, I would take those odds. You know, we love to put a good ticket in trip. (laughs) I would definitely take those odds. If you're telling me 60% 60 chance. Yeah. Jamal Murray's probably right around there.
1: Facts Now, Shout out to shout out to everybody that's on the uh the live right now.
0: Keep shout, out, out. shout out to drunk. Drunk be showing us a, a lot of love, man. Shout out drunk. I don't know what you're sipping on, but I'm sipping. Shout out to you, man.
1: <laughs> Word. Shout out to Drunk. Um we got we got we got somebody else. We got another believer in uh in playoff Jimmy, man. Jimmy's best chance of winning the chip is against Denver. He's gotta pull this off. I agree. Um, you know, listen, this is his chance right now. I don't know how many more times. Uh, Jimmy Butler's gonna be able to get these guys back to the finals, you know what I mean? So, you know, this is you got to make this one year, okay? You already you, you went, you lost to you lost to LA in the bubble, you you got bounced out last year, and you know to to Boston. This is your redeeming year. You got to go out there and, and make it happen. If you're Jimmy Butler, because I'm trying to go back down to Miami. Well, I'm going back down to Miami in July, but I would move my trip up. If the you know the 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 Heat make it to the finals, because you know you know I'll make a phone call, shout out to Joe's down there, you know, with the Heat, and uh, I, you know I have to pop up at one of them games, man.
0: Listen, I, I agree with Drunk. This is a golden opportunity for Jimmy if you can get there. Uh, but I also think too, Jimmy has done everything he can, and tonight really is going like I need I, I need a little bit more from from Bam out of Bio tonight. I need him to play like an all-star. You know, I need those 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 shooters like Strews, like Vincent, like Duncan Robinson. I need them to step up a little bit too and help Jimmy out a little bit because Jimmy has done everything he can do to get you to this point. Mm-hmm. And at this – at, at no consolation prizes, we know that. It's about winning. But what Jimmy has done for the Miami Heat for these last four years, when you're talking about going to the NBA Finals in the bubble um, and being undermanned and even taking the Lakers to six games – when you talk about last year, going seven games against Boston and doing everything he can and you know, he chose to shoot a three when he probably could have went in and try to draw a contact and get a layup. And then this year is the A C to do what they've done. Jimmy has done everything he can for the Miami Heat. Tonight, he needs some help. If Jimmy gets you thirty five, great. But if Jimmy gets you twenty five, I need other guys to do fifteen or better and help you out a little bit because Jimmy has literally carried this team throughout the playoffs. Tonight is the night the role players gotta step up for him.
1: I need twenty five and twelve from Bam tonight.
0: This sound like you put a ticket in, but I'm. that's none of my business. None of my Listen, business. Listen,
1: if, if Miami's going to win, we're going to need a night like that from BAM. You got to have, BAM got, has got to have 25 Listen, and 12 tonight in order for Miami to win.
0: And shout out the drunk. I, I agree. Like I said, I, he said, I think Marcus Smart could lock up Jamal Murray. Again, are we talking to Marcus Smart that was defense player of the year or the Marcus Smart that has struggled at times throughout these playoffs? Because Marcus Smart has looked really good the last three games. But if you look at the first three games, He's let his offensive struggles leak over into the defense, and he wasn't as great defensively. I would love to see the matchup if it happens. I think Marcus Smart could definitely hang with Jamal Murray and give him some trouble, but he's got to be all the way and he got to be all the way locked in.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, we gonna we gonna see though. Hold up, let me see.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told sign. you. I'm
1: outside, man. Listen. Yeah, he got
0: that. It, it, Right, drunk. He was too specific with the numbers. That lets you know already that the parlay is it. The numbers were way too. Spe- if you would, if Trip said, "Oh, I, just, I need him to," I need. Him. You said twenty-five and twelve. You were very specific with the numbers.
1: Yo, listen. <laughs> we ain't got that many games left, man. I got to, I got to get my last couple of bets in, man. I mean, Shut- who knows how long the finals is gonna go?
0: Listen, shout out to everybody on FanDuel and DraftKings trying to trying to yeah. turn a profit, man. <laughs> I ain't mad at it.
1: Facts. I'm definitely I'm definitely outside with it, man. Oh my goodness. Gotta love it, man. Again, shout out to everybody that's in the uh in the chat right now. Keep uh keep dropping those comments in. Um we had a little in, in NBA investigation going down into one of the referees. Did somebody pull a Kevin Durant? One of these refs got a burner account? That's what that's what I'm They are they are investigating uh, referee Eric Lewis. Um he's you might you may know him from a couple of uh Ejections throughout this this season. One in particular, uh, Pat Bev. Uh, so you might know him from from there. Uh, but it, it's it's said that he has a burner Twitter account, and he's been a naughty boy. Uh, you know, I, it's it's kind of crazy when you think about you know this with the ref because you got to know you know a lot of times I'm sure refs take some stuff personal. Like we're only human. I'm sure. Right. So I'm sure you take a lot of stuff personal, especially. Nine out of ten times, not even nine, it's probably ten out of ten times, you're going to, as the ref, you the smallest person on the court, so it's kind of like everybody's kind of punking you anyway, so you got to be in your feelings at one point or another. Um, but, you know, what does the league do in this situation, Eric?
0: It's tough. I mean, it's, po- it's possible suspension if they find out that there's some sort of bias um, with any game that he refereed. But it's a terrible look for the league. I know the leagues take a, I mean, the the refs take a beating. We know that. We criticize the refs every week. We've talked about it. Uh, Twitter does it. Instagram. Every social media platform has people complaining about the refs. And I get it. But it's a terrible look because some of these tweets are very biased. Some of these tweets are, are him kind of being vindictive about things that people say about refs. And for the league, as you mentioned, you want referees that have integrity and that can do the job in spite of any criticism. That they may receive. And Eric Lewis seemed to take a lot of things personal and then try to take jabs at people through this burner account. I could see the league suspending him for a year, bro. I could I could really see it.
1: Yeah, and so so the problem is going to be because we all we we already you know think you know just the slightest wrong call or miss call, you taking it personal against one of our teams. We we, we yep. feel the way about that. But now if you have a situation where you have a ref taking personal shots. That player's through a fake Twitter account, then that's gonna make me believe even more that maybe he did let that call go by, or maybe he did exaggerate on that call over there. You know, so you, you got to be re- very careful in in the situation. But yeah, I think a, I think a, a year suspension because you gotta set the tone on this one. You can't. There's enough conspiracy theories going around the league now. You know, you you, you know you can go back to the whole Tim Donaghy. Uh, scandal and whatnot. You cannot have this if you're the NBA. Like you really have to crack down and and, and set the example in this situation.
0: <laughs> uh, you let me see the comment here. Yeah, yeah, and that that that's also part of it as well because I believe Eric Lewis. They had the picture. I think of like his wife and kids in Celtics jerseys a yeah. couple years back. So there, there's a there's a lot of layers to this trip uh, as you mentioned because you don't know at what point was he giving. <laughs> preferential treatment to certain teams of players and then other times where he was being vindictive and holding grudges against certain guys. So the integrity of his officiating is now completely call- called into question. Yeah. But this is a this is a slippery slope for the league. This goes back to Tim He Tim he has always said this as well. For those that don't remember Tim Donnie, he was a referee that got caught up in a gambling scandal as a referee. He wasn't the one that was calling the Lakers Sacramento game, which is like the most notorious game that people always reference. Yeah. But he talked about other refs who were involved in that game and he knew he knew certain certain details that people wouldn't know unless you were part of that. So yeah. it's it's a very tough situation for the league. Let me see what drunk said here. Uh okay. unemployment line, no way he fucks. Hey, listen, I they the reason I say it starts with a year is because they would have to prove that the calls Were done from a standpoint of I don't fuck with you so I'm calling this against you or I do fuck with you so I'm letting that slide and that's the tougher part to to prove the tougher part to prove is that he is giving preferential treatment to certain guys unless they have some sort of uh Twitter exchange or email exchange where he might be talking to Kevin Durant saying yo you know y'all good on this night other than that it's, it's no other than that really it's a burner account yeah. And he could say, Yo, I was just I was just letting off some steam. I was upset, so I, I did it from a burner account. Yeah, but, but you,
1: you still got to get him out of there because you can't just – just because you said I was using it as a, as a burner account because, you know, now I don't know where your bias is, how far your biases go, and what are you willing to do if you don't agree with something that a player said or did.
0: Well, in general, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Because I think the league, and, and we talked about this before, trip, and the cross reference, we talked football with Calvin Ridley, who's coming back now, how he got the year suspension for gambling on on one game, right? The the refs are the easiest part of the game to, to corrupt. They really are. The refs, based on bias, based on who they aligned with, can say you're not getting calls tonight or I don't fuck with you. You, You're not getting calls tonight or I do fuck with you. You're getting calls. So the gambling thing, the Twitter alliance of I'm a, I'm a vent here. All those things tie into it now. And if Eric Lewis, let's say this is deeper than Eric Lewis pause. Let's say there's more to it than just a Twitter account. Then you start to peel back certain layers. I think the league doesn't want to peel back. And that's why I think they'll try to get rid of it quick. I think they'll try to say, look, it'll be a one year slap on the wrist. Get them up out of here, but we're not going to investigate too much because if we investigate too much, yeah. what we'll stopped this from becoming similar to the John Gruden situation in the NFL, where now we're starting to pull back so many layers mm-hmm. that we now we we don't want to get to that part of the truth. Yes. We don't yes. want to uncover too much. Yeah, yeah Let, Let's just resolve this and get you out of here as quickly as possible.
1: Absolutely. Yep, you're absolutely right because it, it it's gonna ultimately it's gonna look worse on the league than anybody else. Like the league right. loses the most, so it makes more sense for them to say, "I." Right, Let's make everybody happy. A hefty suspension. A year, we damn near going to be forgotten about him by the time he comes back, if he even you know comes back to the NBA and and, and refs again. And then in that case, it's like, all right, good, because nobody now remembers what happened anyway. Nobody's going to talk about it. It's over with. Bottom
0: yeah. Up. Like I said, it, it really comes down to how much the, the league wants to uncover with this. Yeah. If it's just as simple as like, oh, we're going to put out a couple of tweets to show people that he was mad at a couple of players, Fine. But if you pull back that curtain too far and you start exposing certain things or certain conversations, because if he got a burner account, let's be real. Eric Lewis is in his 50s. If he got a burner account, how many other refs got burner accounts? Yep. How many many other refs are having these same conversations that Eric Lewis is having? And then the integrity of the whole game now gets called into question. Yeah. Because the same way that when Tim Donahue came out, everyone said there's no way that he was the lone wolf that was doing this. Of course. Well, Eric Eric Lewis ain't the lone ref that got a burner account that's speaking on some things he shouldn't be speaking about. Yeah,
1: because you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, it, you're talking about humans. You know, so yeah, it's I can't actually show you that I don't mess with you on right. the court anyway. I can't I can't take it out on you. If I feel slighted in, in any way, shape, or form. I can't take it out in the obvious way on the court. So yeah, you know what? I go up and get my fake Twitter account, throw some comments every every once in a while. Here it is, sprinkle it, sprinkle it around the league. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. Um I think I think he gets the one year real quick.
1: <laughs> Yo, drunk is on a... he going in tonight. <laughs>
0: they 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 do control the games, drunk. I mean it's it's unfortunate because they have the power they can sway a lot of outcomes they can really affect how a game is played they, they call two quick fouls on a superstar and he got to sit out for a quarter that changes the dynamic of the game yeah
1: yeah you know it is it, it is what it is but we're gonna see how, yeah I, again i think it's gonna be swift justice in this situation and sweep sweep under the rug and we move on and Hopefully this is never <laughs> mentioned again so that we don't have to deal with this any further. And that's how it I believe the NBA would like it to be.
0: That's a fact.
1: You know, so oh, uh listen guys, um you know, for I know we got a lot of new new uh subscribers, and new followers, but um our our old old followers that have been watching us for years on television and are still watching us on television. We are back on our charity run um, this coming Saturday, June 3rd, we're going to be rocking out with Ballin' for Peace. Shout out to Haran H2O Hargrave. Uh, Hargrave, the celebrity basketball game, is going to be going down in the Bronx at Lehman College uh, from 3 to 8 p.m. You can hit up at Ballin' for Peace uh, for tickets to the to the event. Uh, you don't want to miss the game. It's going to be a lot of celebs in the building. And, of course, Real Fans Real Talk is once again sponsoring the dunk contest uh, we will be giving out $500 to, to the winner of the dunk contest. Um, and then there's also going to be a three-point shootout. There's some youth uh, activities that will be going on as well. But definitely, if you are going to be in the New York City area, uh, try to pull up to Balling for Peace at Lehman College this Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's a fact, man. I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it this year. I wish I could because... I know the dunk contest is gonna be crazy, but Trip, you're gonna to have to hold it down for the family. You already know.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: I and shout out shout, out, shout out, shout out to Haram, man. He definitely, that's family right there, man. So I wish him much success. I know the event is gonna be crazy.
1: Fact. Shout out to Eric Barkley as well. Um, he has agreed to. He had to. We had to get the other Eric in there <laughs> and to help us out, judges, since so she wasn't gonna yeah, make it. So we got Eric Barkley, a retired NBA guard. Uh, you know he's gonna be helping us judge the, the the dunk contest. So if you guys are in New York um, try to pull up it's gonna be at Lehman College uh, in the Bronx and um, we're gonna have we'll, we'll have some footage from the game and from the dunk contest um, that will drop on on the Thursday night show. So if you guys are in the New York City area Thursday nights 8 to 9 p.m you can watch us on Verizon 43 BPn 2. If not you can still watch us anywhere in the world just go to the website realfansrealtalk.com uh click on that red button on the home page and you can watch from anywhere in the world again Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. on Verizon 43 we are there uh let's jump into some uh, some football because we have. let's get it a very very big name wide receiver just released they just dropped him and then nothing no trades no nothing they just dropped him the Arizona Cardinals said we've had enough of DeAndre Hopkins and he can just go. And where he goes, no one knows as of yet, but if I got if I got two cents in this thing and and DeAndre, I know you watch the show, you know, my guys down in Baltimore wouldn't mind having another legit number 1 receiver to stand across from Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side Mark Andrews. The young fellow, Zay Jones, they just drafted with a really bright young running back in J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. I'm just saying, man, come on to be more, man. They, they, they'd they love to have you, brother.
0: I mean, they're, they're one of many teams that would love to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about one of the best receivers in football. Um, first of all, I, Trip, I'm not one to say I told you so. I, I am one to say I told you so. I, I'm, I'm full of shit. But... Uh, <laughs> The Cardinals, I've been dissing the Cardinals for years because they are a joke of an organization. It's been very apparent for quite some time. I got on Cliff Kingsbury until they finally fired him. And then this is like the epitome of when you're a joke organization. You have a Pro Bowl wide receiver. And instead of you just being patient and finding a trade partner, even if it meant you taking a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, but just getting something back for the quality of player that you're giving up, you just outright release him. And then you take a $30 million cap hit for releasing him. Now, I don't understand how any of this makes sense for a team like the Cardinals who have a lot of holes to fill, who are not close enough to Super Bowl contention, who are probably going to miss their starting quarterback next year for the first half, maybe third of the season, uh, three quarters of the season. So you just outright release the guy and take a $30 million cap hit as opposed to finding a trade partner. And drunk, I agree with you. Uh <laughs> I think DeAndre, I think Baltimore would be amazing for him, him and Odell together. But I think the ultimate cheat code out there would just be if he go to Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, and he go and, and he say, "Listen, if y'all think Tyreek was putting up numbers with Mahomes, wait till y'all see me with him and Kelsey together." Uh, I think he goes. I think Kansas City is the is the move. I think Kansas City is savvy enough to find a way to get the money and make it work and you can make all of that incentive based and say, look, DeAndre, you get to 60 catches, you get this number, you get the 70 catches, you get the 80 catches, 90 catches, all very attainable uh, markers in the in, in season. Yeah. You can get this amount of money and we can, we can incentivize this whole deal and, and make it where you make another eight to 10 million purely based off incentives. But the cap number will be low because we're going to sign you for a very low deal with all these incentives included. I, I, Hopkins to KC is the move for me. Yeah,
1: um, I think I think Hopkins, I think the Chiefs can make it to the Super Bowl with or without Hopkins, but I think they win another Super Bowl with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, still one of the best wide receivers in football, and you put him with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's all you need. I don't really care. Um, shout out to Pacheco, too. Um, uh, I, I, yeah,
0: I yeah, a, yeah, but then like I said, the, the physicality of Pacheco with that. Yeah, I mean,
1: wow. What are you, what, are you, what are you going to do with that? I, I think that would be a great move. Um, I w- I wouldn't mind the Jets making a run at him, um, as well. Put him on on other side of of, of Wilson and uh, Brees Hall with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I think they should try to make a run at him. Um, Buffalo should try to make a run at him. Uh, you know, because Gabe Davis, he hasn't really been consistent. You could possibly be pairing DeAndre Hopkins with Stephon Diggs. And I think any one of those, I think I think DeAndre Hopkins going to any one of those teams, I can see any one of those teams winning the Super Bowl. Um,
0: oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And and listen, I, I, I understand your point of view on that drunk where he said he forced his way out. He did force his way out. Yeah. But he didn't have a no trade clause. He didn't have much leverage other than I don't want to be here. So if you're the Cardinals, you still find a trade partner. You know what I'm saying? You still find a way to get some sort of draft capital back, and that, that's where I say the Cardinals completely fumbled the bag on that. If you're Hopkins, though, I think Buffalo makes a lot of sense. I think Baltimore makes a lot of sense. I think the Jets make a lot of sense. I think all the teams you mentioned, uh, trip make sense. To me, the reason Kansas City sticks out the most is because out of all those teams, Kansas City has the proven track record of, offensively, we can still get you your numbers and still have the team success. Right? Buffalo... Will really it work there? Maybe. It could. But are we going to be able to pay you up front what you want? Probably not. No. So now we need you. Right. We need to throw the incentives in there. Uh, same thing Baltimore. Can we pay you up front? Probably not. So I'm, I'm going to want the incentives. I want to be able to know that I can get to 80 catches and 1,200 yards. Yeah. Kansas City, that, there's no doubt. We know what Andy Reid does every year. They're going to throw the ball. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 40 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Everyone eats B. Everyone's getting the ball out here. Pause. So DeAndre Hopkins could go there and, and have a phenomenal season, man. Hey,
1: listen, Eric, we, we might need to get drunk on the show because I, I like where he's going with this one right here. This this, this listen, I like right drunk, here, I like him, man. This is the one right here that that just got got drunk a guest appearance on the show. Drunk,
0: we, drunk, we're gonna have to talk off air. We're gonna we're gonna get him on. We're gonna get him on the show because he he he's been phenomenal. His you know what I'm saying he tunes in, he shows a lot of love, he comments, and it's good good stuff. He ain't just commenting nonsense. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely he definitely knows knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah, see, you're right though about getting something. I guess this is why we see superstars going for six rounds. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, at least get some, man. Because if, if you're telling me they taking a thirty million dollar cap hit, drunk?
1: Yeah, you're not gonna get.
0: They, you, right, and you you telling me I can't get one pick back? Some, somebody?
1: Yeah, that's 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 crazy, man. I, oh well. The Cardinals say. gonna
0: be the Cardinals. Cardinals gonna be the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> That's all I can say is 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 oh well, um, because yeah, and, and it, it ain't my team. Thankfully, it ain't my team. Uh, my team has you know been good so far, um, but yeah, I think any one of those teams, I wouldn't mind seeing DeAndre Hopkins in in Kansas City though, because I do think they can repeat with Kansas City. But I would love to see him go to Baltimore because I, I think Baltimore can win the championship this year with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, alongside of Odell and Mark Andrews, I think they can they can make that happen.
0: I think it would be a, a phenomenal team. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. We got oh man!
1: Come on! <laughs> Is this
0: Eric? Dad, yeah, we done, we done found Eric Lewis. We found Eric Lewis YouTube account now. Oh, wow. <laughs> we done found his YouTube account.
1: I knew he was up in this <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! Hey, listen, we got we got one more NFL story. We're gonna, we gonna get to uh Le'Veon Bell, uh former Steelers running back, former Jets running back. He says that he used to smoke Mary Jane uh before the games. I believe it. Cause he ain't the only one. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that smoking marijuana uh before the games. Um especially, you know, if it's not on the on on the on the band substance list, then you're definitely gonna be getting getting high before the games. We know uh, Ricky Williams gave up a career just to get high. So I can definitely believe it. Um, And again, if if you ain't going to get penalized for it, then, hey, it is what it is.
0: I I believe it. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, especially with everything we know about marijuana now because, I mean, there's some guys taking injections and painkillers before the game just to be on the field. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling me you're smoking one to kind of ease your nerves, And let's not get it twisted. Just because these guys get to the NFL don't mean they don't have nerves before the game. A lot of these guys still deal with anxiety. A lot of these guys still deal with a lot of self-doubt, even at that highest level. So if if you tell them you got to burn one before you get on the field to kind of ease the nerves a little bit, cool. I'm all right with that. I think that's far better than giving someone an injection to hide an injury that could possibly get worse by playing the game. But I'm going to give you this this injection to kind of ease the pain and get through it. Uh, I would much rather you smoke than tell me you taking some sort of pills or, or injection.
1: Absolutely, unless you and don't do with I don't know drunk what you out here doing before before you watch the game.
0: Right? See, I, drunk? No, I'm about to I'm about to refresh my cup. Game seven, we're about 45 <laughs> minutes away from tip off. I'm I will be refreshing my cup. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, Trip. Trip, you know me for a long time. We we we've been chilling for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if the people know this, but I used to get drunk before we got on air, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. We, we had a bar, so people do know it. We had a bar, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> drunk, 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 is that's our type of people right there. Drunk, you can roll with us any time you want, bro. I already, I already see the vibe right there. Drunk, we're going to get drunk on the show. We're going to talk off air. That's
1: that that's that's the one thing I do miss about us not being in the studio every week is that we had the bar uh, in the studio. Shout out we to had a live bar. Man. We, we, did, we had some dope bartenders. On the show as well, but we used to get late. Shout out to Soundview Lookers as well. Soundview Lookers uh in the Bronx, they would send us bottles uh for every show, every every live show that we did. And we used to get right, you know, before, during, and after the show.
0: And after. It's a celebration. <laughs> exactly. It's a celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, but, but Le'Veon Bell should not be criticized for that. And there are a lot of uh former NFL players, and we see it on some of these other platforms. I don't want to name them. But some of these other platforms talk about smoking before the game, after the game, or after practice as recovery. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially with everything we know about marijuana now. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Um, I think, you know, for for everybody that's on the live with us, you guys go on YouTube and check out our interview with a retired NBA player, Al Harrington, and we kind of get into the whole marijuana deal as far as the benefits and whatnot. Um, of marijuana, and because you know Al-, Al Harrington definitely gives a good breakdown, and he's someone who's really in the know uh, with Viola. He's very, you know, he's he's very prominent in the marijuana industry. So you guys do, you know, go check out that the, the interview that myself and Eric did with uh, with Al Harrington. It's, like, it's a good interview, so you'll, you, you guys will a- definitely enjoy.
0: You're being too humble, Trip, and I hate when you're too <laughs> humble. Uh, it's a great interview. Let's call it what it is. It we is had Al Harrington. Hey, and hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta shout out Stephen Jackson because Stephen Jackson actually had reached out to us. Uh, remember after we we spoke with Al, um, Stephen, and and him and Matt Barnes doing their things with all the smoke, but we had Al Harrington first. Yeah. Before they got him on the show, we had Al Harrington first. So that's that's why I say it was an amazing interview. Um, but sometimes you're too humble, my guy. You know, well, you, know you just what? all
1: right, fine. We okay, well, listen, let me let me let me throw these out there, too. And these are a couple of more interviews that you guys can go uh on, online and check out because we definitely had Deontay Wilder on the show before ESPN and everybody else got to, and this was after he won the championship belt. So you can go check that interview out. And uh, we also had the last television interview with Anthony Mason. Rest in peace to the big homie. Uh, you know, before he passed away, we had the last television interview with Anthony Mason. So, those are two goodies for you guys to uh to check out, man. It's in the archive, baby. Just type it. It's, in. it's
0: it's it's so many. I mean, last time I checked when when uh Taj Gibson mm. had, had his had, had his uh you know celebration of, of his neighborhood out there, I, I didn't see no other outlets out there. We was the only one out there in Brooklyn, in the middle of the hood. Yeah,
1: but they, you know, we go places they 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 scared to go though. Yeah, they, everybody ain't gonna go to the middle of four green projects. And <laughs> doing some interviews, bro. Everybody not built like that. Come on, we. I don't expect I you to see a, a, a Ernie out in front of <laughs> in Four Green Projects, bro. I I, I I'm just it. saying
0: I I, yeah. I looked around. I ain't see nobody else out there.
1: Yeah, facts. We I see. It. We definitely do. Um, it was crazy. That's up there drunk. Check that out. If you if it, it drunk, I don't know how how far you go back with Deontay Wilder, but he had. I want to say it was like a maybe like an hour long interview on ESPN. And it was maybe a couple of weeks after we dropped our hour-long interview with Deontay Wilder, and we drove down to to Alabama, uh, interviewed him at his gym, interviewed J.D.'s at his gym. Um, at that time, Mark Breland was still uh, one of Deontay Wilder's trainers, yep. and Mark Breland's actually I think, a really good friend of the show too.
0: So I believe, if, if my time is correct, that interview trip that you got with him was uh, I think that was at, that, that was right before he fought Glenn Glencouver.
1: No, no, he beat the. Oh, it was right after. Oh, it was right after. I think it was either one title defense or two title defenses after the Stiverne fight because I remember asking him a specific question okay. about Stiverne because uh, everyone was saying that he couldn't go the distance in the fight.
0: Right, all right. So, yeah, it was right after then the Stiverne, yep.
1: Yeah, so we, we went down to, uh, to Alabama. So, Drunk, definitely check check that interview out. That was a really good interview. Deontay Wilder is is dope, man. He, he, had, he had us out. Um, you know, at the gym treated us like family. So definitely check that out. We got man, we got some stuff in the archives, man. Y'all got to go in the in in the back date in the YouTube channel. Just type it in, man. We got so many dope interviews and we got some more interviews that's going to be coming. Um, we're going to get a, a couple of more interviews this weekend at Born for Peace. Um, cuz it's going to be a lot of a lot of solace you know- there. And the you know, I the know the one. I,
0: I'm for. If if we can line up that that one, specific, I ain't going I ain't gonna put it out there. But if we can line up that one specific boy, yeah,
1: we we gonna have some, we gonna have some stuff for y'all. Don't worry, y'all. Y'all just listen, man. One thing we gotta say is thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Everybody that's been rocking with us, all of the older followers, all of the new people that's that's just been joining us. As we've been doing more and more of the lives, um, we got a lot of content, you know. And I, I think a lot of people got to catch up too because we've been doing this for a very long time. With um, with seven television awards in right now um and, and we've interviewed some of the biggest people in sports uh and entertainment so just go through the channel man just just check the archive files and um and see and you'll, you guys will see there's a lot of people um that rock with us uh in in every genre from sports to music to acting so you know just uh just stay just stay in the loop man because uh, we got a lot of stuff going on um oh the family is back Again, back at the garden, baby. Bruce Carrington, (laughs) my friend, your friend. uh, The future champ. The future champ is back. He said he was going to stay active, and he meant it. He is going to be back on June 10th. He's back at the garden, man. What's up, man?
0: I'm I'm so glad you told me that because I called you earlier, and I told you a specific date. I was thinking about coming up to the city. (laughs) Did I not? Did I not tell you? 15, spe- I yeah, might. I might yeah. have to rearrange. I might. We gonna have to speak with, with, with Shushu. Yeah. But uh, shout out to drunk. We appreciate you, bro. I see. You. Yep. He said he found that joint back in 2015. That's. Yeah. I'm telling you, the work. The work has been getting put in for quite some time, man. But um,
1: only cap is right here. It's only cap. We do.
0: That's it. <laughs> that's nah, Shushu, Shushu. Sh- sh- for the people that don't know, he is a rising star. He had. Uh, just last year alone, two knockouts that were knockout of the year candidates. Mm-hmm. He is continuing to ascend and do great things in the sport of boxing and definitely put on for Brooklyn. I'm excited to see what he does June 10th because again I, I see I see Shushu as a future champion of the sport. There's a guy who has shared the ring with some if if you think somebody's a big time fighter, anywhere in the rate weight range of, of 130 to 140, Shushu probably been in the ring with them. Let's keep it a buck. Now They've sparred, they've they picked each other's brains. He gave us some of the biggest names in the sport that he's gone up against in sparring sessions and, and in training. Shushu is without a doubt one of the bright stars of this sport. He's gonna be a champion. We, what we said, Trip, we said two years before he's an official yeah. champion.
1: Yep. So y'all y'all keep y'all keep following Shushu. we going we going we might we might have to step into the garden. We might, I, you know I love the garden we might, <laughs> we I love the to, garden We might have to make that one happen And then after that We might just have The fight of the damn decade On our hands with this one We might have it man. We might have it Oh my goodness Crawford Terrence Bud Crawford Versus Errol Spinch Jr. Is locked in for July 29th let me make sure you July 29th it is going down that fight is the one that everybody has been wanting we finally got it and I think right now boxing is setting the tone right now that I don't know what happened who flipped the switch and, and, and did what maybe they've been watching us and and how we've been talking but boxing has flipped the script and we are getting the fights that we want to see so You gotta love it man If you're a boxing fan You have to love what is going on Talk to me about this fight Eric Early prediction who you taking
0: Oh man I hate I hate to give an early prediction Because we're still two months away Uh, But uh, In terms of the first part you mentioned I I think The The young guys of this sport I think we gotta tip our hat And give them an applause Because the young guys of this sport Are challenging Themselves And saying I want the best guys And recency bias, obviously, we know about Tank and Ryan. Mm -hmm. But what Devin Haney has done recently as well can't be overlooked. Mm -hmm. Not only taking on Lomachenko, but taking on the challenge to go to Australia to fight Cambosis for the belts. Mm -hmm. Uh, What Canelo has done, Canelo has gone up in weight classes multiple times to, you know, show that I am a legend of this sport. And I'm willing to try to win as many belts as possible. Mm -hmm. The young guys of the sport, Canelo's a little bit of an older statesman now. But the younger guys, I think, have really challenged themselves in a way that we forgot about. And and these guys want to fight the best. These guys are willing to put their O on their line. They, these guys are willing to risk it all for an opportunity to be legendary. And Spence Crawford, this was a fight that has been teased for about two years now. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it for longer than that. But it's really been teased for the last two years. Now that we get it, it's amazing for these guys. I think it's going to be the first fight of a trilogy. I really think these guys are going to end up fighting three times because that's how evenly matched they are. Lucky?
1: Can we be that lucky?
0: <laughs> I, th- I think we're going to be that lucky. I think we're going to get a trilogy in this in this uh, in this rivalry between them because they're so evenly matched. Um, drunk, I love your prediction, man, because I I like Errol Spence. I think Errol Spence has been tested just a little bit more than Bud Crawford so far in this in their career. I think Bud is phenomenal, but when you look at the resume of Errol Spence. He's been in there with some of the biggest punches in the game. He's been in there with some of the best boxers in the game. And he's been willing to travel to do it, too. I think what gets overlooked is, is the quality of opponent that Spence has fought so far in his in his career. I like Spence. I don't know if it'll be a knockout, but I definitely like Spence to win their first fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I got to agree, man. I, I think, and, and I love bo- both of these guys. I think they're both great fighters, uh, both warriors in that ring. And again, this is—it's no slight to either one because I—I I think either one of these 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 two brothers can win this fight. Personally, though, if if I got if if I got to put the put my money up, on my last dollar on it, I got to go with Errol Spence Jr. to win this one. That's just how yeah. how, how I see it.
0: I, I and I agree, and like I said, it's nothing against uh, Bud Crawford because I think Bud is amazing himself. Yes. But the quality of opponent for Errol Spence has been a little better. Like I said, when he went and fought Kelbrook Brook, he went and fought Kelbrook Brook at a time when nobody wanted to fight Kell Brook. Mm-hmm. When he fought Danny Garcia, Danny Garcia was still one of the most feared guys at 147 because of his power. When he fought uh, Sean Porter, you know, th- these are the fights when he just took out Ugas after, you know, Ugas' impress- impressive victory uh, over Manny. These are the things that show you where Errol Spence is as a fighter. And I just think the quality of fighter that he's had is a little better than, than Terrence Crawford. So I got to take Errol Spence.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And,
0: and, and that's a great point. See, I wasn't even going to mention Mikey because Mikey went up in weight to fight Errol Spence. But the way he dismantled Mikey Garcia, who was an undefeated fighter at the time, yeah. and really made Mikey Garcia look like Mikey had no business even being in a ring with him, mm-hmm. was, was one of those early moments. But again, Errol Spence, the quality of his fighters, man. I mean, when Ugas beat Pacquiao, everybody said, oh, Ugas is going to be a problem.
1: Yeah,
0: And, and then Spence dismantled him.
1: So oh, what are you, you going to do, man? Um, oh, let me let me let me let me say this: that uh Bruce Carrington fight is actually on the undercard for the uh, Teofimo Lopez Josh Taylor Championship fight. So that's good company to be. We man. we
0: got to call the guard. We got to call the guard. We got to <laughs> call. You already know how I feel about Teofimo Lopez. I'm from the Bronx. I know Teofimo's from Brooklyn, but I rock with Teofimo crazy. Mm-hmm. We might have to make some calls over there, Trip.
1: All right, we got to do it. Oh, one uh, one, one more fight: uh, Clarissa Shields the The quote, uh, <laughs> undisputed in two divisions simultaneously, is also going to be back in the ring on uh, on June third. Um, so, so look forward to seeing that one. Um, I, I just I don't know at this point if there's anybody in boxing that could really stand in front of Clarissa Shields. So, you know, obviously that's the way I'm leaning in that one.
0: Yeah, on the on a female side of things, it's tough, man. Clarissa Shields is phenomenal, bro, and. I would have to see somebody show me the game plan. They would have to physically show me the game plan to beat her. Yeah. Because until I see that game plan, I, I just—I don't think it exists.
1: Yeah, and uh, she's fighting. Um, what's it? Uh, Marcella, Cornejo. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get she name be- wrong too hard. but it don't—it don't matter because <laughs> you, you ain't get you ain't getting past the quote anyway. So it don't it don't really matter. But listen, you got the opportunity. So going in and and do and do your best. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a tough matchup um, for that young lady, but uh, Clarissa Shields, man, it's I, again, you got to show me that you can execute the game plan to be her, because I don't think it exists.
1: Yeah, I'm, listen, we, like, I, we haven't seen it, and, we, and it's not even that we haven't seen it, we haven't seen anything close to... <laughs> drunk is on one today, man. Drunk, what is in your cup, brother? Is he on, he on one today, man?
0: Listen... Uh, the way Riley looked in his last fight, she might be able to beat him. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck.
1: Well, what, what 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 weight class they fighting at? First of all, we gotta figure out the weight class.
0: <laughs> I mean, first of all, Raleigh Raleigh at his best is probably a hundred thirty five pounder. So Clarissa's already bigger than him. Paul's. And I'm just it, it, This so, this man, is so what we, it is.
1: Are we? Are you telling me we taking Clarissa Shields in a in a and if, is it the decision or knockout over Raleigh?
0: I would I would lean towards decision. No,
1: I'm going. But I, I'm gonna say knockout. O-
0: only reason I only reason I'm not gonna say knockout. Only reason I'm not gonna say knockout. We we do gotta be fair. I mean, we're joking about it. But <laughs> Clarissa Shields might spend the first three or four rounds kind of like feeling them out a little bit and, and understanding uh, <laughs> what's, what's it, going man? on there. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: right. yeah. I, I just saying. Let, let's,
1: no let's keep. Let's keep drinking
0: let's let's keep it a buck riley looked terrible in his last fight he did he did look bad he, he looked terrible yeah, and dude. and and the crazy part is Raleigh is probably going to get a shot at, at ryan garcia now because he's called out ryan garcia he's quote-unquote poked the bear yeah. and they're gonna make it happen i really think ryan garcia is gonna abuse him in a fight but yeah since we're joking clarissa shields she's a better boxer of course it's a man against a woman so it, you wouldn't expect it to be an even fight. We're joking I'm still, here. I'm still going knockout. But
1: I'm still going knockout.
0: Carissa Shields I, is I a better boxer. A she's definitely it. she's definitely a better boxer than Raleigh is. I said
1: it and I'm going to stand on it. I'm sorry, I said Clarissa Shields knocked him out. I said
0: she's, she's a better boxer than Raleigh is. I think we will all agree on that. She's a better boxer than he is.
1: Hands down. Um, I mean, everything. Everything she does better than him. Uh, again, the only the only reason we're, why people would say that it would be a competitive fight is because he's a man and she's a female. But if we're yeah. just talking about boxing, boxing skills, offense, defense, power punches, you know, just just all the technical technical aspects of the of the sport, it's not even close.
0: She's a yeah, she's she's way more technically sound than Riley Romero is. Yeah. But uh, like I said, Riley's probably gonna get the fight with with Ryan Garcia. Um it'll be a big money fight Because Ryan is a mega star Raleigh has a name obviously Coming off the tank fight mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Garcia Knocks him out in one of the middle rounds Somewhere in the 4th or 6th round
1: Yeah I, I think it's gonna be bad yeah, Really fast Really bad um well, With that being said Eric let's jump into The final thoughts segment
0: Final thoughts Alright let's see what we got for this week Um Uh, Obviously, we got to say R.I.P. to the legend, Tina Turner. She passed away this week. So, thoughts and prayers out to the family.
1: Thanks.
0: First and foremost. Uh, What else we got? As always, man, I appreciate everybody who takes the time to rock with us, man. You guys don't know what this means to us because you could be anywhere in the world. You could be doing anything else, but you take the time to rock with us. Hear us talk-ish, you know, comment. So, we greatly appreciate it, and we hope you guys are enjoying the content. Uh, Trip has been doing a great job this week of, of putting out... Some of the content from the last time we were in the studio, it was a question that we put out to the viewers about um you know our quote unquote mountain rushmore of, of basketball, and I see the response has been great, so I greatly appreciate everybody on that man, but just keep you know keep rocking with us, man. we got more content for you guys, and we look forward to continue to interact and engage with you guys on future episodes
1: facts and what i'm what, I, what i'm gonna do is the full episodes will be up on YouTube. Um, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut up maybe like a, a five minutes uh, from each episode, and then we'll play them on the live show and like back to back week. So I'll I'll do that just so you guys. Well, and I'll just do like the the top five and honorable mention, but I'll cut out the, a lot of the, the other stuff just to get it down to five minutes, and we'll run it for you guys the next time or well, the next two times that we go uh, go live. Oh, drunk got a final thought. You know, he got to throw drunk final thought up. What he, yeah, what do you
0: got? <laughs> <laughs> Teddy gets mad. Listen, if, if, if Tatum comes out with the Kobe wristband and goes crazy tonight, then we're going to be like, yo, Drunk was right.
1: Yeah. Well, we, we definitely going to talk about it next week, Drunk. So just make sure you get back. We're going to see if Tatum had that night off. It was playoff Jimmy tonight. Um, And who gets the W and who goes on to the NBA Finals. Um, With that being said, though, I'm just going to make my final thought once again. If you guys are in the New York City area, support man, Come out uh, and, and check us out at Ballin' for Peace. Everything is for a good cause. Um, you know, so just hit them up on at Balling for Peace if you want to get tickets. Um, and if not, you know, you can see us there because we definitely going to be there judging the dunk contest and moving and grooving how we move and groove. Again, that is Saturday, June 3rd from 3 to 8 p.m. It's going down at Lehman College in the Bronx. So if you are in the New York City area, just hit up at Ballin' for Peace, B-A-L-L-I-N, the number four, and then Peace, and uh, they'll give you all the info that you need. Now, with that being said, for myself, Tripp Young, my brother, Legend of Two Games, Eric Sanchez, we up out of here. Peace.
0: Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real, fans. real Talk. Hey, uh huh.
1: This is Hot Real 20. Fans, Real talk, talk. Real Fans, Real Talk. We as real as you thought. Real.